0: Hey, what's up? It's Laura Landers, and you are listening to the Live Sick, Die Ill podcast. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about scheduling and productivity for the entrepreneur at heart. That's right. Whether you are actually an entrepreneur or you want to be one, I have found through a lot of communication on social media that entrepreneurs find it hard to schedule and to be productive. So I'm here to give you my two cents because I come from a background of (laughs) being too type A. I am too organized sometimes. In fact, I worked a job where I I ran um, a dance studio for four or so years. And I was so type A that I killed it. I didn't have to rely on anyone else. And unfortunately, I never tapped into my type B creative side. So I let the type B side die and I was so good at type A. I learned a thing or two and I'm really happy to share those tips with you. But if you're a type A person only, let's learn, especially if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, let's learn how to be balanced. I am now balanced. I'm happy to say, yay, but it didn't come easy. Um, and I actually do know that there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are, and this actually might be the heaviest part of the entrepreneurs is that you're so type B and so creative that being organized is really hard. So I'm here to help. Yay. Isn't that great? So what are my credits? How am I credible in this area? Well, I don't run a multimillion dollar company. However, I do, um, <laughs> How do i say this without diving into it too deep i run many people's social media accounts and i also run my own i'm building my own side of everything my brand my future i am an entertainer i want to be a tv host i want to have my own fashion line or jewelry line or bag line or whole line um and so that's all creative and fun but what pays the bills in los angeles when you're trying to be creative? is doing work that is probably not entrepreneurial. That's like the hardest word for me to say, so I apologize in advance for all the listeners. (laughs) Gotta cut me some slack. Um, So when I'm doing social media management and um, administrative work for brands, I am constantly, especially because before the pandemic, I worked from home, um, I know how to balance out my brand and working for everyone else, which actually does go into play on how to be productive because you're not just working on your own stuff. Like, unless you are the 1% of incredibly blessed people to not have to work other jobs and only focus on yourself right now, unless you lost your job during the pandemic, which I apologize, that sucks. Uh, But maybe it's a blessing in disguise for you. So this is the time to really get a good work productivity schedule. So you can actually make things happen. Um, please just a little, uh, caveat here, be graceful with yourself because when your schedule does change, like when family stuff comes up or you do get a job or change jobs, your schedule changes. And that means everything that you've built up for yourself with your brand, um, might have to change. And that, Isn't easy to find a new rhythm, but if you can master finding new rhythms, you're going to be just fine. I had to master quite a few new rhythms. So let's dive into it. Let's start with scheduling. This is going to be a really practical podcast. Um, So take notes or save this because uh, this is going to be really good for you to have in your back pocket. So, scheduling. Let's start off with knowing yourself. I actually talk about this in the podcast a lot, um, whether it's like relationships or making big decisions in life or whatever it is. This is the same thing. You need to know yourself, um, but it also goes into knowing your childhood, how you were raised and what you were surrounded with. So in the sense of being an entrepreneur, I was not surrounded with entrepreneurs. I was surrounded with Um, corporate workers or nine-to-five workers, and that's totally fine. I wasn't really given an example of how to be an entrepreneur. I just wasn't. Um, So I have had to learn a little harder than maybe others who have had an example, which is actually great because, like, I came from a dance background, and not to toot my own horn, that's not the purpose of what I'm about to say, but... I was so excellent in what I did, and I learned when I was three years old, so basically I was unconscious. (laughs) I was so good at what I did that everyone was like, you'd be a great teacher. I tried to teach. I was so bad at it, so bad at it, because it all came so easily to me that I didn't have to dissect what it took to get really, really good. With being an entrepreneur, I was not good at it. I did not have any expertise in it. I was truly just this lost fish in this new sea. It was like the current shifted and you had to learn how to swim a different way than everyone else that you have seen. And you didn't know what kind of strokes you should take. Is it like freestyle or breath stroke? I honestly don't even know what the swimming strokes are. So I apologize. This is this what is it, a fly? I don't know. Sorry. Sorry for all the swimmers out there. Um, (laughs) So funny. So now I feel like I can actually teach. Not that I'm trying to be an entrepreneur teacher, um, but I do have tips and it's because I learned them the hard way. So I'm happy to share them with you now. So once you know yourself, you know your childhood, you know your background, and you know whether you did have great examples or you didn't have great examples, that will help you move forward. That's like step zero, if you will. Like that's not even the first step yet. It's just knowing it's the baseline. It's your foundation. So then you can build on top of it. Because if you didn't know, oh, I didn't have any entrepreneur examples. It would, it was really, I was that way. And it was really hard for me to shift the way I mentally functioned and functioned physically in my day-to-day because I had never seen it from anyone else and I'm a very template kind of person. I'm a very example led kind of person. Maybe blame it on the dance world where you literally just like watch and repeat. Um, I didn't have that with this. I didn't have someone's example. No one was like a day in the life of an entrepreneur, but for real. So I was thinking I needed to work nine to five or people that are nine to fives give you advice and it's just not applicable for your way of life, so um, leave a comment below or DM me if you feel like this is something you want me to dive into a little bit more on my day-to-day so you can have an example or a template because it is very different than working a nine-to-five. Now, if you're someone who actually does work a nine-to-five to make money, make the bills, but then you come home and you have this dream and passion and career you're wanting to go after, Um, that's going to be a little bit different of a schedule, but we'll touch on that later. So know yourself, know your childhood, know your background, know your examples. Once you know that foundation of yours, it's going to be a lot easier to just know that you're on a different path and you can move forward with the examples you need to move on successfully. So the second thing I have for you with scheduling, um, is some practical advice. So we're just going to dive in to a bunch of different things that actually a friend of mine on social media um, she was really confused on this subject Um, her Instagram is made by Danielle with two N's and she compiled a list of things that people needed or that people had help to give her help, excuse me, for my stumbling of words. And one of those things was the Pomodoro method. And in my Still Classics planner right here that I'm opening, it actually already has the Pomodoro technique in it. So I'm just gonna read it to you because I have not personally done this myself, but I have thought about it. Um, be, I've, I've just found a, a good way for me to go about things, which is very free and flowing because I like to have freedom. But if you're someone who does really well with a timer, this is going to be really good for you. So the Pomodoro technique is a time management method developed by Francisco Cirillo in the late 1980s. So it's not too old. The technique uses a timer to break down the work into intervals, traditionally 25 minutes in length, separated by short breaks. So the Pomodoro technique teaches you to work with time instead of struggling against it. So the first step, there's five steps with the Pomodoro technique. The first step is to choose a task that you want to get done. Easy enough. The second thing is to set a timer for 25 minutes. All right. The third, well, within the second thing, you make a small oath to yourself, like I will spend 25 minutes on this task and I will not interrupt myself no matter what. You put away your phone, turn off your emails, whatever you need to do to focus fully. Immerse yourself in the task for the next 25 minutes Scott, sorry. <laughs> do you hear my dog barking in the background? I apologize. So immerse yourself in the task for 25 minutes. If you suddenly realize you have something else you need to do, write the task down on a sheet of paper. Then the third thing is, when the Pomodoro rings or the timer rings, put one check mark next to your task. Take a short break, breathe, meditate, grab a cup of coffee, uh, stretch your legs or do something else that's relaxing for you. Anything non-work related. And then the fifth step, after every four Pomodoros and four check marks, take a long break. 20 or 30 minutes is perfect. Your brain is gonna use this time to assimilate new information and rest before the next round of Pomodoros or the next round of timers. So that is the Pomodoro technique. Thank you Still Classics Planner for that. Um, could have found it on the internet, but I remembered remember that I had it there. So that might help you if you're a timer-based person. If you're not, maybe begin your day with a ritual or a signal to start your work day or it, it, that could even be at night like let's say you work a nine to five and you come home and you cook dinner and you spent time with your spouse and now it's time to get to work but like you can't seem to get yourself to work um light a candle or make a cup of coffee or have a signal to start your work time that's going to be really key I actually do that in the morning I make my matcha I sip it And when I am done, it's time to get to work. Let's see what else there is. Um, Figure out when you are the most productive and work during those hours. This can kind of um, be hard to manage if you work from home and you have to do other things for other people. So, like, it depends on the day, right? If I have scheduled a day where I wanna do something big, in my career, then I know that I'm going to do that specific project during my most productive times. Um, which my most productive times, I think I've found to be like late to mid morning before lunchtime. So like from 10:30 to like 1:30. It's only a two three hour window um but you can get a lot done in two to three hours so that's like my key time during the day i actually work best at night like really late at night but i'm trying to go to bed earlier because you know you're getting old and you gotta sleep sucks anyways so um finding whenever you're most productive and doing that is really great if there's a day where you're working for a client and it's like a big project, like I have to do a bunch of listings for someone on their Shopify and it takes a lot of mental power, then I'm gonna make sure I'm doing my stuff for them during that like 11 to one o'clock hour. Um, But that's the best time for me to function. Like my matcha kicks in and I'm just feeling really good and focused. So knowing your uh, productive working hours is great. Um, Another one is working in a clean space. So, I don't really know anyone that works better. I'm not saying they don't work well. They don't work better in a clean environment than a messy environment. So like I've never been like, yeah, I've never heard the messier it is, the better I work. Like there could be organized chaos on their desk. But I feel like if they organized it and put it away they would function if not the same better than before now i work so much better when there's like literally nothing around me but here's the thing i have seen people from the outside in including myself that were too ocd and yes i've actually struggled with ocd like i went to a therapist so i'm not just using that phrase lightly a lot of people do and i kind of find it annoying Um, Sometimes you're too OCD to the point that you've limited and completely stopped your creativity from flowing. And because like some, a lot of creativity is messy. So then you've created a physical mess with whatever papers or whatever like project you're working on. And you don't want to limit yourself by being too organized and too OCD. So please, I say that because I, I feel like a few of you are listening on here that deal with that and I did and it was uh, not good for me. So please don't be too organized, but having a really clean area and space is gonna clear your mind. So if that does mean cleaning your whole house, then you gotta do it. But don't let that be something that procrastinates you. There's always like a devil's advocate to everything I say. And it's really hard to explain it sometimes, so funny. Okay, another thing, practical, is to have a separate work zone from your lounging zone. So actually, if you're watching this podcast right now on YouTube, you're seeing me sit at my desk. So my desk is my work zone. There are only a few times that I get so sick of working on my work zone because I'm here all day, every day, I am in this chair all day, every day because I'm working all day, every day. Um, there's sometimes I get so sick of it that I'll spend a day or two over on the couch but what I have found is that when I work over on the couch my lounging area if I do it too much then I don't ever get to lounge anymore whenever I'm not working because my brain is associating it with work like it did before so I know right now with the work at home stuff with the with the pandemic is a little weird because some people are having to work in their bedroom. I highly advise you if you can choose not to, to not work in your bedroom, or if you have a desk, work at your desk in your your bedroom, but don't like work in your bed Um, because it actually does do a psychological flip and it does ruin your lounging time um, or your family time or your eating time subconsciously. And over time, it really does mess you up. Coming from someone who's worked at home for longer than the pandemic, I highly advise not to do that. Okay, the next thing thing you can do is um, sitting down the night before and mapping out your day. So this is what I do when when I feel most productive, this is what I do. So the night before, I'll sit down, I'll pull out my planner, and I'll write down what I... Um, need to do tomorrow because it's a lot of things. I have a lot. I have a, like, I'm not trying to sound like I'm so busy all the time, but mentally, I actually, if I don't map it out, I feel so overwhelmed because I have so many clients that I work for and my stuff is a priority too. My career and my social media influencer presence and my blog and, It is a lot of stuff. And so when I plan it the night before, I feel really good and then I actually do get more done. The next day, um, there have been many times, many times, I will tell myself that I'll just do the same thing I would have done the night before, but in the morning before I start working. Like, oh, it's gonna be the same thing if I map it out 10 minutes before I start working. Wrong, doesn't work, doesn't have the same effect, because you're in the day. You've started your morning ritual Excuse me. So you've just stunted yourself from being super productive than you could have if you just decided to do it the night before. Um, My dad always said business before pleasure, Um, and I I don't know if he like lived by that himself. I think he totally did, but like you know, you never really know unless you're that person. But he might have just been teaching us as kids. But that stuck with me because now I know that I am too lazy. I am a lazy person by nature. So if I don't plan things out for myself when I can, like I'm not doing anything. I have 10 minutes, but I'm just lazy and I don't want to do it. What ends up happening? It's actually very ironic. The next day um, I'll be sick or the next day I'll have really bad cramps or the next day a client throws an extra project on me and I am like so out of whack that I'm flustered. And if I would have just done it the night before, I would have felt so much better. So not to harp on that too much, but isn't life funny? Um, The next thing is to make a new list every week with the old and new tasks you have. So this one, I feel like people don't really think about this too much, but it is so helpful. And this is what I do all the time too. So I actually used to deem myself an organizational expert. I'm actually not an expert at this because it, the true definition of an expert is somebody who has a master trait within that and when, with what within whatever it is. And um, I am technically not a master. I've just found out what works for me. So I'm an expert to myself because I've finally figured out myself. <laughs> so that was just a side note. But if you have a list for, I actually use a day planner. So here we're getting into planners. Planners is my life. I'm not gonna get any into any more of that, but there's a day planner, weekly planner, and monthly planner, and everyone's minds work differently. So you may be a day person, a week person, or a month person. I am a little bit of all, but I am mainly because I do so much on one day every day. I'm a day planner person. So I have a planner that has one page for a full day and that's how it is, you know. So there's only two days per open landscape on my, on my planner. So what happens is after Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, there are things that I have taken from the day before, like from Monday if I didn't finish it, it'll still be on the same open spread as the Tuesday. So then on Tuesday, I'll try to get the Monday one done, but then when you have to flip over to the next page, you've only, you're only you only looking at Wednesday and Thursday. So whatever I didn't finish on Monday and Tuesday, I bring over to Wednesday, and I try to complete it between Wednesday and Thursday. And then once you get to Friday, everything that you didn't get done, you need to make a new list for the next week with the new task, or just make a new list for the Monday, right? take the old stuff and put it on that list. I know it sounds simple, but if you forget, that's when things slip through the cracks, that's when clients are gonna get upset with you, or worse, this is actually a deeper cut than the, the other ones I just said, is if you um, don't put the things that you're working on for yourself on that list that were old tasks, because then you're gonna end up kicking yourself and feel like you're not progressing enough within your own entrepreneurial career and it almost cuts deeper than just having a client be mad at you. You're like really f- like discussing Should I be doing this anymore to yourself? It's just like a bad hole to get into. So make sure you bring along your old tasks with your new tasks and don't forget to do that. If you're not a list person, person I don't know how you get around in life. I actually would love for you to comment on how, if you're not that way, how do you make sure you don't forget things? Cause I, it's like fascinating to me. So please let me know. Okay, so those were your practical tips on scheduling to help you be more productive. Let's move on. What if you're working another job and you don't have time to spend on your business the time you wanna be spending building your business? I say business as a general term. Like for me, I do call myself a business, but what I'm trying to get done is building my social media presence building my blog building my podcast building my youtube building my instagram i'm trying to get back on tiktok but your girl's struggling but that's just one of the things i have on my list that i keep rewriting i'm trying to do all of those things to become those are the action steps right i'm trying to do all those things to become a tv host tv hosts nowadays are either celebrities or they are influencers that have huge followings. That's just the name of the game. It's the new way of life right now. And that's the game I'm playing and I'm happy to be playing it. So everything is for that to be on TV in some way, shape or form, however God wants to make it happen. That is my goal, that is my dream. In addition to that, I wanna have my own fashion line as I said earlier. So those are my goals, right? That is the reason I'm doing all of this. In addition to just following, those are my passions, my dreams, I enjoy it. Like, oh my gosh, what a blessing if I could do that for the rest of my life, just doing those things or more. Um, I wanna make, you know, you have to have good reasons to be an entrepreneur. Like you wanna make a lot of money for your family. It's for your family's sake. Um, I also felt like God told me that I need to be doing entrepreneurial stuff, that this is for my children. Like to give them an example so that seems like god wants my children to be entrepreneurs so this is all very personal deep stuff so i i challenge you if you haven't already found your why to to sit down and really figure out your why for all of this because it really does help during the times during the times of not seeing any growth um which is Quite frequent, actually, in the entrepreneur realm. Um, Because they say it takes five years to see any profit or success in any way in a business. So that's just, you know, a statistic, but it's a real statistic. So take heart. It is a long road, but it's a good road. So I say all of that because in addition to trying to build everything that I just said, I have to pay the bills and work jobs to pay the bills because that doesn't pay the bills. Um, So if you're working a nine to five, like right now I am super flexible in my day so I can interject my own career stuff within projects that I'm working on for clients because I, I have a flexible schedule. I'm very thankful for that. Not everyone has that. Like for example, Jordan my husband, if he was trying to do X, Y, and Z to be an entrepreneur for music or whatever, he's going to have to do it either really early in the morning or when he comes home from his job at like 6 o'clock. So he only has morning and night. He doesn't have any time during the day to do it. He's super busy at work. So that is um, not... What am I trying to say here? That's not the worst thing in the world because you still have time and it's just sitting down with your spouse or your family and figuring out what the sacrifice is. There's a sacrifice for me and I'm not working a nine to five. I still have to make sure that I feel freedom when I am at home um, or else I'll shut down. Like everyone has their thing, right? So you have to find the time and you have to sacrifice something. Um, I actually think there's a beauty to sacrificing things because it shows not only yourself, but God, how bad you want it. And then you start working out of obedience for those things and God blesses that. So, um, it's really easy to say as an entrepreneur who has to work a nine to five, Uh, I just don't have the time. And a lot of times there are just those moments where you're like, yeah, I don't have time. And it's not the truth. I'm sorry. It's just not. Um, It's kind of like when you're dating somebody and they're not the person. And so they like ask you to do something and then you don't do it. And then When they break up with you, they tell you like, oh, you're a sucky girlfriend. And you're like, what? No, I I could never. And then you really you think back whenever you've been separated for a long time and that person wasn't the right person. So of course, you didn't want to go out of your way for to do something that you didn't want to do for them. But when it's the right person and it's your person and they're like, hey, can you take out the trash? You love it you not love, sorry, you don't love taking out the trash. Actually, if you do, I love you. That's <laughs> So crazy cool. Um, but you love that person so much. You absolutely take out the trash for them and you're a better person because you're with them. And it is the same thing with whatever your passion is that you're trying to go after. So if you love whatever it is you're working toward, you're going to make time for it. That's a really long-winded way to say all of that, but it's so true. So find the time. I have friends here in LA, and maybe I think there's just like this blessing over LA with people that just work really hard, and it is so beautiful. I'm not saying people don't work hard in other places, but I'm just seeing it like on a saturated level here. It's so cool. So I have a friend who um, works really hard, all harder than me, harder than anyone I know, actually. She's got two kids, and she wants to make her career happen so bad that she puts her kids down. Her husband comes home from his 9 to 5, and then she has to sacrifice something. So she'll spend a little bit of time with her husband, and then from like 9 to midnight, she's Hustling on her own stuff. Now I actually used to hate the word hustling because I I wasn't hustling and I was so afraid of it and I like thought I was gonna lose my life to it, but you're actually gaining so much in life when you hustle. Hustling shouldn't be your life, but it should be a season or a few seasons for sure. So she hustles from nine to midnight or 1 a.m. And that sounds kind of glamorous, but it's not. And even though it's not, there's so much reward that comes in with that. So that is something I admire. And you could do that if you work a nine to five. Um, So what's worth it? What's your sacrifice? Maybe you don't have a sacrifice. Maybe you don't have kids. Maybe you don't have a spouse. But you do work a nine to five and you live alone or you live with roommates. So you come home and you've got from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. to work on something. Don't waste your time. Do it. I wasted my time when I was younger. I would just love to get that time back. I don't regret it, but don't waste your time if you're listening to this, please. Um, the next thing to do if you're working like a whole lot and you're struggling to find time to work on your own stuff, um, is about the mindset so choosing to work instead of having to work um is the key to freedom and having mental freedom allows you to get more done in a better time frame which is just productivity in definition so like when actually i mean i don't even work the nine to five and when i'm home i find that if I make myself work certain hours, like there's some people that work really well. If they say from one o'clock to two o'clock, I'm gonna work for X client. And then from two o'clock to three o'clock, I'm gonna have lunch. And then three o'clock to four o'clock, I'm gonna, whatever, right? That's really good for them. That does not work for me. Even though I am an organized person, generally that should work for me. It doesn't. Another thing I had to find out about myself, and hopefully this unlocks a door for you, if you're this way, is that I must have freedom throughout my days. If I don't, I hate my life. Hate. I'm not kidding. I hate using the strong word. I hate my life. So what I have found is that if I can choose my own hours, in a sense, so I have actually ended up finding jobs where I can do that. There are jobs I didn't have um, or that I had that it didn't allow that. And I hated it. And So find a new job. Now I know we're in a pandemic. Laura, it's so hard to find a new job right now. Totally understand. However, God knows your heart and he knows your desires and your passions. When it is time for you to leave that job, God will allow you to leave that job. So you may have to learn a thing or two still while you're at your current job that you don't like. But doesn't mean you can't go apply for new jobs or interview for new jobs. Maybe they won't end up happening if it's not God's timing, but at least you're learning during that time and there's a chance you could get a new job. So, sorry, I don't mean to get off on these tangents, but these are really important things to say. There's like so much beauty in crafting your life the way you want with God. So now that I can choose, like, of course I have to work during my days, but I can choose within my time frame when i help my clients that brings me so much joy i do a really good job with those clients i enjoy working for my clients and i can i think they can tell that i enjoy working with them instead of having to work for them so then i put it off or i don't text them with such joy there's just enjoying life throughout the little moments really matters. And to me, that's success. And I hope you get that if you don't already. Um, And then the last thing I want to say is give yourself rest no matter what. So there are times in life you're not going to be able to get a full day of rest, especially if you have kids. I mean, there's just so much that goes into it on a personal level. But for example, I right now in life can choose Sundays to be my days of rest Saturdays I like to do a couple things Um, Sundays Jordan is usually gone playing at a church I can spend that time to myself rest looks different for everyone that could be that you're literally vegging on the couch or that could mean that you're spending time with God a little bit more that day than you would other days Um, whatever feeds your soul um No joke, shopping fills my soul, not on a materialistic level. I've already been through materialism, like, I'm healed from that. Um, there's just I talked about it on my Instagram. There's so much joy that goes into shopping. I'm not even going to get into that right now because, oh my gosh, I love it. Um, those kind of things are what allows me to rest, like, because I don't get to do them throughout my week. And that's one of my favorite things to do. So I'll do that on a Sunday. Even if it's like just looking online and not buying anything. But still it did not have quite the same effect. (laughs) But if you can't rest on a full day, rest half a day. I have to force myself not to rest. Like force being very true. Because specifically with social media management, social media never stops Um, except for maybe at 3 a.m., 3 a.m. to 4 a.m., when you should be sleeping. And that's kind of when everything stops. But even if if you're following international people, then it's their day when it's your night. So with my specific life, which might be a lot of yours, social media never stops. Social media management never stops. So on Sundays, when I get on social media for pleasure, it's hard for me. Um, if I don't mentally tell myself to not be researching and not be um, reaching my goals and not go check on my clients' um, social medias. So I force myself not to do that. And when I don't, even though it's work to force myself to rest, the benefits of forcing myself not to rest far outweigh the fact that I have to force myself. So I can confidently say and I'm actually so happy to say this that because I force myself to rest I don't burn out ever I have a good balance of things going on in my life I have a good balance of type a and type b that I've had to craft over the years and now I have I enjoy um what pays the bills um not that I want to be doing it forever like transparent of course, I want to be working for myself and build and being on TV and all that stuff. But right now the balance is really beautiful. So I pray that you find the balance, but what comes with the balance is rest. You have to rest. Like I'm going to keep saying it until you, I may like you must rest. So, and that has to be at least half a day. And that's going to look different than what you may actually think rest looks like because just like sitting and not doing anything might not be your form of rest it honestly is to me but like to Jordan it won't I actually talked about this when I used to have my um, morning matcha show Um, I had a whole rest episode and talked about how there was a day of rest where Jordan and I and our friends went hiking and we got out of the city and it was like the best recovery day and I would have never thought that rest in that form would help and it totally did. So you can try new things. Um try to find rest on the same days that your spouse finds rest or as a family try to find rest on the same day so that you can all enjoy it together. But that's my parting gift to you. So I hope you took notes because I'm not going to recap all of this. It was a lot. Um, I hope that you feel a little bit more productive, that you're excited to try new things, that you want to craft your schedule in your life, and reach out if you have any questions. Please feel free to follow us on our Instagram at Live, Sick, Die, Ill Podcast. And you can follow me on my own podcast at, or sorry, my own Instagram at It's Laura Landers. Or you can go to our website at www.itslauralanders.com slash podcast and connect with us all over the place. We would love to see what you're up to and what you want to hear in the future. Did you enjoy this kind of a podcast that was a little bit more on the entrepreneurial, helping scheduling productivity side or do you like hearing things that are on a deeper level such as like success not being everything or making big life decisions or dealing with dissatisfaction, let me know. Um, your feedback is what gives you the best content. So thank you for listening. Please subscribe, like, and follow us on YouTube. Follow us on any of the podcast platforms, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.